This episode is called Carla. It started on a Tuesday evening. I couldn't quite describe what had come over me that day, but haunted me in a way that was palpable. I could feel it slowly crawling on my back, as if to itch me with its sharp, jagged nails. It was uncomfortable, but enticing. Okay, I'd be lying if I said that Tuesday evening was when it really started. It's been in me all along. I've had this nagging feeling for quite some time when I just recognized it on one particular Tuesday. Once you feel it, there's no going back, though at times you may want to. I managed to get through the rest of my week relatively easily. I tried to ignore Tuesday and shoved it deep down to the pit of my stomach. It sat there quietly, just gurgling and festering, waiting for the exact moment to come to life. I'm a nice person, please don't judge me. I smile at people when they look in my direction. I ask respectfully how their day was. I'm mostly honest, more recently trying to be more honest with myself. I answer the phone politely and talk in a calm and easy tone. I'd be more than happy to help you with that, I'd say in a convincingly fake voice. I'm so damn polite all the time. Why? I invite people to use me without my consent. I assume they need my time more than I need it. See, when I was younger, I spent a lot of time in church. If there's anything I can tell you about church, it's that the presentation of how you are and who you are is much more preferred than what you actually are. I learned to be fake. I learned to smile, have chit-chat with older ladies, pastors, elders, teachers, youth group leaders, Sunday school teachers, everything in between. I knew my voice and I knew what was expected. I needed to be good. I needed to raise my hand and answer questions about Noah's Ark. I needed to memorize Bible verses and repeat them to the teacher without error so I'd get an A in memory work. I needed to blend in with my friends who also blindly repeated the same verses, hymns, and passages. See, I knew how to be what people wanted me to be. I didn't always know how to be myself. Not the self everyone wants to see, but my truth self. The truest sense of who I was. So when I say I don't know what came over me that day, I honestly don't. Things like this usually make me ashamed and become guilt-ridden. Thoughts like this overwhelm my naivety and innocence. Tuesday wasn't even the half of it. I wasn't even in anything big. It was just a day where I finally questioned this haunting underlying notion that something I had thought to be true for so long could actually be a lie. So by Friday, I apologized, but my ability to hold it together had completely faded. That's when it happened. I mean, it happened. I needed to have a talk with my boss that day about something that happened with a client. I was stressed about what I should do in this particular situation and I was hoping she could give me guidance. To be honest, that's really what I thought I wanted. Simple guidance. Jordan, do you have a few minutes? She turned and looked at me. I walked into her office and the door shut behind us. Yeah, thank you, Carla. I'd love to be able to talk right now. My fake voice came out again. I dived deep into a story about my client. I went over details I'd been struggling with and how I had a hard time understanding what my role was in the scenario. I bit the skin around my thumbs as I talked. Carla had always been a great listener and she nodded along appropriately as I was talking. When I made a bad joke, she humored me. When I was serious and seemed worried, she comforted me. She always knew what to say. I glanced at the picture of her kids and husband on the shelf with m- above her computer. My nervous energy was apparent. I started fumbling on my words and I couldn't finish my story. Carla continued to make eye contact with me. Her leg lightly grazed my left shoe. 
I left abruptly and went back to my desk. I emailed her to apologize for leaving so quickly and lied about having to use the bathroom. I asked if we could talk again next week. She let me know that she was staying late that night, so if I had time to stop by again before I left, she'd still be there. This happened between me and Carla before. This dance we did together, the strange flirtation that confused me. Why, I didn't even ever understand why it was me. She was a strong, successful woman. I was at best a kind and mediocre employee. What happened on Tuesday was leading up to today, and I knew that I wasn't able to stop myself this time. As much self-loathing as I had, a small amount of dignity rose to the shame every now and then. Mostly, though, I felt shame when I looked at her. This was a feeling that crawled up my back. It sucked me up and left me empty. I had done nothing wrong, but lately this is all I felt and I knew I had to face it. It became too real this week when I caught her glancing at me during the staff meeting on Tuesday. Her eyes penetrated mine with confidence. I had quickly looked away. She is married, I kept whispering to myself. I sat at my desk a while longer. I watched my coworkers leave for the day and politely waved as they left. I fumbled around pretending to look for my keys so I wouldn't be suspicious as to why I was staying late, especially on a Friday. I mean, this was so out of character. I was usually the first one to skip out. See you Monday, I offered as my last coworker left. I shut down my computer and walked back to Carla's office. Her door was opened a few inches and I could overhear her on the phone. Oh yeah, sorry honey, I got Jordan coming in here to talk to me about a client. No, I shouldn't take long. I, I won't be too late. Yeah, if you could save some supper for me, I'd really love that. Thank you. Love you. Bye. I slid down the wall next to her door and put my head between my knees. Jordan, she called. Is that you? I looked up pathetically. Oh yeah, does it still work to talk right now? I was starting to get migraine, so I sat down. I lied. She looked at me concerned. Oh honey, are you all right? She touched my head with her hand. Our eyes were level. I never realized she had a freckle in her left eye, but I had a hard time looking away. Her smile was warm. She guided me to her office chair. I felt it again. The sick feeling in the pit of my stomach. The shame, the confusion, the uneasiness. Did you want to keep talking about your client? Or did you have something else in mind? Her lips curved upwards. I completely lost it. This had to be a sign. This had to be that moment in the movies when the boss suddenly is trying to tell you that they want to fuck you. I had a moment of insanity and wiped all the papers off her desk. Jordan, she gasped. I slapped one hand on the table and took the other hand in mine. She pulled away in horror. Jordan, I think you've got this all wrong. I shrunk back into my chair slowly as the heat started rushing to my cheeks. I, but nah, I thought, and I stammered. Jordan, I think you're an intelligent, kind, confident, and capable woman, but for many reasons, this is completely inappropriate. I have no idea what gave you the impression that this was something I was interested in, but absolutely not. I'm not even sure what to stay right now. How could you even begin to think this about me? What led you to believe that I'm interested in having any sort of relationship with you? I'm married, I'm your boss, I have kids, I'm <coughs> straight. She sped it off, but her voice cracked when she said, I'm straight. 
And that's all the confirmation I needed. So it's Friday evening. I'm leaving work after hitting on my boss. And I know it was a shit week. And I know I should have never done that. And I know I should feel ashamed. But God, it feels good to be right.